Automatic defense procedures initiated. What we've got here is... Maximum voltage. Maximum power. Maximum carnage. This is Maximum Threshold. Call the show at... 440-709-4977. Maximum Threshold. And here's your hosts, Dom. And he's actually quite smart. He just makes errors of judgment along the way.
What's going on out there, people? Welcome to Maxim Threshold Radio Show, episode 599. <laughs> Woo! The countdown to number 600. Yeah, hey, we've been taking a little breaky-poo there for a while, uh, recharging up uh, my cells for a while, taking care of the family and everything else, and just doing me. Hey, you know, you got to do what you got to do, you know. Got to take care of the family. Got to take care of everything else. Because if you don't have a happy life and everything else, and, you know, shit, everything else is going to fall apart. So... I'm not saying I was taking a back seat to this, but I just got got to make sure everything else is, you know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> everything else has got to be aligned. This was this is was always, it was always an. I want to say not saying it wasn't a priority, but it was, it was my therapy, and I felt like I had to keep everything aligned with everything else. <sighs> so. There you go. That's what I'm saying. If you didn't like it, fuck you. <laughs> had to do what I had to do. You know what I'm saying. So um, now that um, concerts are back and everything, I have my outlet back inside of me. I'm able to um, get back out there and do what, I, what I'm normally good at, and that's being out there with the public and, and everything else. Okay, so yeah, like I was saying, sorry about that little pause thing there. Uh, so, like I was saying, damn, don't, I feel like I don't have enough, do I have enough bass going on or do I sound too cr- too fucking crispy? I think I sound too fucking crispy. I don't want to sound too fucking crispy. I want to, I need some bass. Oh, there we go. How am I doing? Yeah, how am I doing now? I sound a little better? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Warriors come out to play. Ah, okay. Well, I got a few things here. Then we're going to get into our interview here with Jason Bittner. But I want to knock out a few things here. I got to play a song here as a dedication to somebody. And then um, we're going to roll roll on things here. So, um, yeah, remember um, our call-in line number here is... 440-709-4977. Don't call in now. And please do not call in during the interview because you're going to fuck it all up. Don't do that. Um, and if you know my phone number, you can my cell phone, you can always text. That comes right in the studio here. Uh, so, hey, I just got done watching the Dave Grohl movie, the Studio 666. And if you ain't got nothing else better to do, man, check that out. It's not that it's not bad, you know. I'm serious. I just, I literally, right before going broadcasting, I finished watching it. And it's, it wasn't bad, man. For being a tongue in cheek, um, horror flick comedy thing, it wasn't bad. It was pretty good. Had some pretty cool graphics in it. And it had some pretty bad graphics in there, which was, I was expecting that, which is pretty good. And um, the music in there was, you're expected to hear. Some Foo Fighters, but I also heard there was some Motorhead played in there, and um, Slayer was in there, of course. Carrie, Carrie King's in there, and right off the bat, he dies. So you kind of get excited when you see Carrie King gets killed, gets electrocuted. There, there you go. 
I spoiled it. <laughs> he gets fried. There you go. So it's worth it's worth it. Go to the movie theater and watch it. It's probably better in the movie theater to watch it. It probably sounds really good in there. I watch it on TV. Uh, so, yeah. He gets possessed and he kills everybody in the band. And so, um, to make their, make their 10th record. So, there. Spoiler alert. Go watch the movie. <laughs> it's good. Pretty, it was pretty good, man. I've been waiting to see this, too. I was waiting for... You know, waiting for it to come out. It's out on Amazon now, so you can watch it now. It's on there. You can rent it. It's for $19.99. Go ahead. Check it out. I mean, I could check that off now on my little list to talk about. Get to call the number. I said that. Oh, here's some some new news I want to talk about. Um, You said I bootlegged it. How'd you know I bootlegged it? You didn't know I bootlegged it. I just told you how much it costs to watch it on Amazon. On Amazon. It was 1999. So Exodus, man, they just released the video, the music video for the Fires of Division, and they have the launch pre-order for the the new release. And also, they're kick, getting ready to kick off the Bay Strikes Back tour on April 9th. So let's see. I'll read this to you. Damn, these letters are so small. Don't call bullshit on me, man. Okay, so you're right. So you're right. I'm wrong. <laughs> I was waiting for a good link to come out, and it did. Okay, so the first show's in in San Luis Obispo, California, on April 9th, and then on the 10th, it's in Anaheim. The 12th is Sand Dog. The 13th is Vegas. April 15th is in Tucson. The 16th is Albuquerque. And the 19th of April is in Oklahoma City. The 20th is in Houston, Texas. Speaking of Houston, Texas, we'd like to thank the city, great city of Cleveland. We'd like to thank the Houston, Texas for letting us have your, your quarterback, um, Deshaun. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, so Exodus is on tour with with Testament and also one of my favorites. Oh my god, Death Angel. This is gonna be such an awesome tour. The Bass Strikes Back tour. And I can't wait for them to come to Cleveland on May eleventh. It's gonna be a good show. Oh, also in the, in the, in this video, in the um, the damn um, studio six six six, they also had check it out. They had some cool people that played in it as well. Not only was um, Carrie Carrie King in it, but he also had the guy who's been in those Slayer videos, the bad guy who had the one that had the patch in his eye. He played in it too. The bad guy, he was in it. He didn't say a damn word. But he was a sound engineer. So, I just want to say that. So, when you watch the movie, you see it, you'll be like, damn, Dom was right. Motherfucker, I was right. So, there you go. So, I can mark this off, too. I just passed the word on you about the Exodus. Um, Studio 666, the call-in number. Um, Overkill. We're going to be playing an interview in a second. Now, I'm going to pass on some sad news here. 
and we'll play a, a dedication. So um, I want to pass this on. So my good buddy here, Michael Strong, his father passed away um, this past week, and so he's been he's been gone taking care of business. So I'm going to dedicate a song here to his father. So, um, the notorious B.O.B. is going out to to his old man, the notorious B.O.B. He loved this. He loved this song. He loved this band, and he stole this motherfucker's cassette. So, um, gonna play this out. This goes out to him. Back after this goes out to you, notorious B.O.B.
Phone lines are open. Call now, 440-709-4977. Once again, that number is 440-709-4977. If you want to follow Maximum Threshold Radio, you can do so. You can find us at MaximumThreshold.net, Facebook, Facebook.com slash Maximum Threshold Radio, Twitter at Max Threshold. You can also get us on YouTube at YouTube.com slash Maximum Threshold. Pretty damn simple, huh? Check us out. Follow us. Be part of us. Hi, this is Don Dawkin, and you're rocking on Maximum Threshold. Keep rocking. And now, back to the guy with the hairline of Principal Belding and the tits of Kelly Kapowski, Don. Now I'm saved by the bell. What's going on, everybody? I'm back. Okay, um, <clears throat> I'm, what I'm going to do next, I'm going to knock out on the rock and metal news, and then we're going to go right into the interview, because this interview is a doozy here. Uh, it's almost an hour long, and then then we're going to do a few other things afterwards, then we're uh, mosey on out of here. Then we're going to make plans for next week. Uh, then i got, I got to find somebody good for number 600. Whew. Hmm. Yeah. Well, we're looking forward to um, the summer here with these festivals coming up. So maybe we'll see if we can, if we can find somebody good. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I can get Jimmy Page to be back on the show again. Or Jeff Beck. Hey, don't say I could never get them because I had them both on the show at the same motherfucking time before. If you remember that. Bitches. Hmm. That was that day I saved Jimmy Page's life. You remember that? That's right. He fell upstairs and I caught him. I saved him with these hands. These two hands. These ten fingers caught Jimmy Page in my hands. I saved him in Cleveland. He was walking up steps, going up the red carpet and fell. And I saved him. I saved his soul. He could have had a busted face and he could have been bleeding to death but i saved him me right here it's right i'm petting my chest my heart i saved him jimmy page that's right the man who wrote all those magical songs that we grew up with that's right thank you i want like you guys could thank me that's right and he shook my hand afterwards and Old Dan Wingfield was there. Was so sad because he went to shake his hand, and, and I pushed his hand out of the way. And he shook my hand. Thank you. <laughs> yep, that's just how shit goes, fucker. Okay, me he plays rock and metal news section, and I'll be right back after this. Don't go anywhere. Listen, because I want to find out what's going on too. Because I don't know what's going on. Hey guys, this is Ron from YouTube's Rock and Metal News, and this is your Maximum Threshold Rock and Metal News Report. Get set for a tour from Alice in Chains as they head out on a U.S. co-headlining summer tour with Breaking Benjamin. Support is from Bush. Tickets are on sale now. Check out the websites for all the tour dates. 
And also there's a tour with former Sepultura members, Max Cavalera and Igor Cavalera. They have announced that they will be on tour and they're going to be playing songs from their two early Sepultura albums. They didn't tend to head out on the tour in 2020, but the pandemic delayed everything. Now it's going down in the spring and summer, and they will play songs from Beneath the Remains and Arise. So check out their websites for their tour dates. Porcupine Tree released a song. Uh, it's a new one. It's called Of the New Day, which is off their new album called Closure Continuation. And that's on YouTube now and digital retailers. This is the first release since 2009. The Incident, the new album, is out on June the 24th. And Terror have announced their new album. It's called Pain Into Power and released the first new single. The album is out on May 6th through Pure Noise Records. And guitarist Todd Jones is on the album. Pre-orders are now up. And there are some cool guests on the album, such as Cannibal Corpse vocalist George Fish, uh, George Corpse Grinder Fisher. And he's on the song Can't Help But Hate. So that's pretty cool. And Head P.E., they have released a music video for their song Across the Universe. It's on YouTube now. The song guests... Ipkiss Pinecone, and the track is off their new album called Caliphus Worldwide, which is now out. Continuing with your MaximumThreshold.net rock and metal news, the band Huntsman are set to release a new EP. It's titled The Dying Pines, and that's going to be out on April 22nd through Prosthetic Records. And the EP will have the songs The Dying Pines, Let the Buried Lie, Forgotten, and they did a cover of Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young's Carry On. And the 22 22 Louder Than Life Festival lineup has been announced, and there are some cool bands on there for sure. It's going to be held at the Highland Festival Grounds at Kentucky Expo Center in Louisville, Kentucky on September 22nd to 25th. Some of the bands that are appearing are Red Hot Chili Peppers, Nine Inch Nails, Slipknot, Kiss, Shine Down, Rob Zombie, Bring Me the Horizon, Allison Chains, and many more. And Ramstein, they have released a music video for their new song titled Zeit. It's on YouTube now and digital retailers. This is the first new song off their new upcoming album, also called Zeit. And you can uh, expect that up uh, this year. They got pre-orders up now, so check it out, and it should be a good one. And get set for a new solo album from Nightwish vocalist Floor Jansen. She will release her first ever solo song, and it's titled Fire. That's going to be out March 25th. In January of 2022, Floor held a live stream and revealed the news of the new song, and it will be on her new solo album, so stay tuned for that. This is Ron from YouTube's Rock and Metal News with a Z, and this has been your Maximum Threshold Rock and Metal News Report. Thanks for tuning in. Hi, this is Andrew Rock, and you're listening to Maximum Threshold Radio. Hey, what's going on? I got one more song here, then we're going to come back with the Jason Bittner interview. So I'll be right back after this. Check this out. Here is some, this is something for you, man. If you're driving around right now, crank it up, man. Here's some Voltan for you. This song here is, this is um, the, the new single. This is going out to uh, all radio stations right now. And actually, it's, it, I'm serious. This is the new single. It's, it's, it's getting picked up. Um, so it's hitting um, New York, Cleveland, LA, Chicago uh, this next weekend. So um, if I were you, man, you're, it's exclusive. So da -da -da -da! here you go. This is not the one. Turn it up, man.
Hey, this is Tommy Victor in good old Cleveland, and you're listening to Maximum Threshold Radio, right here in Town. I love this place. Gentlemen, boys and girls, Maximum Threshold coming at you with an old fan and show favorite, Jason Bittner. Hi. How are you, boys? Oh, pretty good. How about yourself? Hanging in there. Yeah. In case anybody doesn't know, Jason is a legendary figure in the drumming community, and member of are you is shadow fall still a thing or is it kind of just on hiatus well or, or in between but it's not you're not former is what i mean you're not a former. i'm not former i literally if you want to really call a spade a spade it's it's a it's an entity again yeah. i mean we did the reunion show and we weren't making any plans for anything else past that it was just let's do the reunion show and make that a fucking banger and then we'll see what happens. John's busy with anthrax. I'm busy with overkill. Yeah. And and Brian and Paul are, you know, full-time dads. You know, Matt's still obviously in the music business with Act Defiance. Well, was and still doing his other thing. But there's like two guys that really can't tour. Yeah. So with the really the two guys who can't tour with families and then there's two guys who really can't tour because they're in busy bands. And John goes back out with Anthrax in July, I think. So when when we started this whole thing, the idea was just to do the show. Um, and then we said, we're just going to, we're not going to say we're going to be a full-time band. We're just going to be, if something, if something happens after that and we have a reason to keep going or if we get other offers or something, we'll keep going. But we're going to address that once it comes. So... You know, that was back in black last year. Show was in December. By October, I think, of last year, we already had uh, Furnace Fest booked <laughs> for, this, for this year. So, you know, already we already had a festival booked for this year before we even played the reunion show. So we we're already out of the gates lying. <laughs> like, well, you know, we're only playing a show. But that's what we said. We, 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 we're only going to play that one show. And then Furnace Fest was nice enough to announce the fucking festival. And then people were like, oh, I thought you said it was only one show. Yeah, Bullshit. <laughs> Surprise. But you're also, we could say, former for Stigmata, right? Yep. Because that's pretty much not a no-go, right? That's done. That is but definitely done. more importantly... He had, how long have you been in uh, Overkill now? What is it, five? It's been five years five now. Years? Yeah. Damn, so time flew on that. He's out yeah. here on, with uh, Overkill. And, you know, Overkill has always been really big in this area of the country. Yep. And Most of the live records are recorded here. Yeah. And, you know, everybody, I've heard nothing but favorable reviews. I mean, you know, we bust each other's balls over the years, but Jason really is a top-notch, incredible musician. He's not. Thank you. He's just not in these bands because he's friends with a friend of someone, <laughs> or because he gets he gets the best. I paid him a lot, or something like that. He's an incredibly talented musician, and honestly, I was surprised like that Testament didn't reach out to you because I I was honestly I, they reached out to a lot of us. There's there's a lot there's a. A handful of name drummers that were all reached reached out to, and it, even before Gene even made his announcement. Um, but yeah, I was, come on, they got fucking Lombardo. Who else I was going to text you, know? you and say, "Did you cry yourself to sleep when they 
chose Lombardo no, as not a replacement. At all. Not at all. I mean, he. Um, I wonder what's going to happen with Suicidal because he was great in Suicidal because he played the songs like the albums. But, you know, just enough Lombardo flavor that you knew it was him, but he still played. But the Suicidal songs, like after a few drummers, as great as they were, like Eric Moore, Thomas Prigdon, those yeah, guys. Eric Moore didn't. The reason Eric Moore is not in the band was because Eric Moore just wanted to play what he wanted to play. Yeah. That, uh, so you, uh, rule number one of being a hired gun in a band because that's what you are. You're not a full-time member. I'm, not, I'm, I'm a member of Overkill, but I'm not an owner. I'm still a hired gun. Your job is to play the song the way it is on the yes. album. Not take liberties every single day and just go, oh, hey, I'm just doing my own thing because I'm, I'm so-and-so or whatever. No. Part of being the drummer, if it's not your own band, you got to do the job. That's why these guys get hired over yeah. and over. Yeah, again. people That's listen to those songs. People yeah, I mean, who are diehards, they listen for certain parts like, of the song. They right. listen for that stuff. You know, Dave you, is just Dave. Dave's style is going to come out in his playing, no matter no matter what he does. And what I'll say on that with suicidal is that I don't think they were really working that much where it's going to affect the fact that he's in Testament now, unless they want to, you know, if they double book or something, but. I think he's he's going to be able to get away with with doing all the stuff because what if the misfits call him again too? That's if it, him, he's going to take that over anything because that's a paycheck right there. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, because I was like, when before they announced Dave was coming back, I know he did an album with them, so there's the familiar. Famili- yep. yep. I can't speak. Familiarity. Yes. And that's one. I, the Gathering's one of my favorite Testament records. Yeah. And he, and, but I was thinking, I wonder if they're going to reach out to Bittner. I mean, because, you know, I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass. Like, you are really one of the undiscovered gems. A lot of fans know you from Overkill and Shadows Fall and the stuff, but they don't know how technically precise and incredible of a drummer you actually are. And like you said, you got to play the shit the way it's played. Because, you know... I, I know the background. I know you grew up being a, a big fan of Overkill. And you want to do justice to the songs. Yep. And so that being said, with the new the albums that you played on, do they give you freedom? Do they say, okay, this is your yard. Do what you want. Don't jump over the fence, but do your thing. Yeah, absolutely. That's the way it is. When, with, with the first record that I did with the Wings of War, it was different because... Um, well, not too much because I have to, you have to remember I came in I came in right right at the second tour for the Grinding Wheel. They did one tour with the Grinding Wheel with Eddie playing drums before I came into the band. So I pretty much came in at the beginning of a record cycle. There's still people who think I played on the Grinding Wheel. I'm like, no, I was my first tour, but I wasn't on that record. That was Ron's last record. So we had a whole tour cycle for for them to get used to me playing drums and for Dee Dee to become familiar with how I played and what my what my strengths and strengths are and, and how I, I approach things so he thought about that when he was writing the music for the Wings of War so there was certain stuff that he had in mind that he wanted me to do because he knew I could do it so when when we did that record the way the way they approach it is Didi will give us a demo with with all the songs you know sketched out guitars bass you know, just a, a drum machine, finger drums. It, literally, he plays finger drums. It's it's amazing. 
So I'm like, you just don't program a drum machine? No, no. He's like, no, this is like back to the 80s. Like literally pressing the buttons. So I just sit there thinking, I imagine him sitting in his studio doing that. It just makes me laugh. So you get the demos. I start learning them. I start formulating parts and ideas that I have. And then once we got to pre-production stage, then Dave came up from Florida and we spent a week at Didi's. And we just hashed the tunes out, the three of us, like working out the arrangements, working out the mu- the musicality of it and, and, and letting it be what it was going to be. There was probably not really much where, as far as the drums go, where I was like, oh, well, I want to do something and you're not letting let me do it. We pretty much were all on the same page. This is going to happen here. This is going to happen here. And we left some some stuff open for the studio. Let's not have it so locked in. Let's maybe experiment here. So when we did the first record... I went in and did my tracks, and what we would do is we would get, do, like, three takes of each song, get get solid takes, everything you're comfortable with that. Okay, yeah. Now go back in and just do a take where you just play over everything. Play a fill every single time. Play different beats. You know, just go off. So I would do all these just, like, I'd do a go-off track. You know, all double bass through or whatever, yada, yada, yada. And sometimes there were things that were like, wait, 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 whatever that is that you just did right there, that was cool. Let's go, let's take this and go put it back. So then I would just work on it. And then I'd track the part and then we'd put it back into the master because there were some things that came up off the fly, some fills that were just really, really cool. There was two, there was one in the song Distortion and there's one in the song Head of a Pin that I just came up with off the fly that was so cool. Like, no, those have to be in there, which is funny because now we have, we have Phil Demo filling in. And every time we have Phil filling in, wah, wah, wah. Uh, and every time I play this one, so, this one fill in head of a pen, he's always right there because he loves to fill. He's like, that's so cool. I'm like, well, oh, it's one of those things that it just came up within the studio. But it's a total, it's, you can see, you can hear the Neil Peart influence in, in, in this one fill. It's just something just with an open hi-hat thing. I'm like, that's totally, you know, stolen from Neil. But, so, there is a, there's an ability to, to do my own thing, but it's like you said, there's a fence. You got to stay within the yard, not overplay, not put something where, you know, I don't know if Blitz is going to sing here, so I don't want to do something, you know, that's going to be like that or you know, just going to play over the top of them or something like that. So we were cognizant of that. With this new album, which is still being worked on, we didn't get a chance to demo everything in a room together because of COVID sadly so we had dd's initial demos and then we just it would be email chains back and forth every day between me him and dave maybe try that maybe try this blah blah blah. and then we got things together but even when we were work when we were working when dd was working on the ideas for this album he pulled me aside on tour one day and he's like wait till you hear this these new demos he's like i've i've definitely written a couple of these songs with with you in mind i was like oh that's cool so there, I think on this new album, there's definitely going to be, there's a little bit more drumming, I think. Not, not in a sense of trying to make it overbearing, but I just think that there's a little bit more, there's a little bit more me on this record, I think, than there was with the last one, which makes sense. I mean, it, you know, it's a logical progression, but there's, you know, things like, things like I would put in, I'm going, I don't know if this is going to stay in the song, but I'm going to try it anyways. There's one that's just a, it's just a fucking face terror and I put a blast beat in at the end. I'm like, I don't know if it's going to stay, but let's see if I can get the first blast beat on an overkill record. And I keep getting the demo back and I keep hearing it in there. I'm like, ah, so 
You got no problem with that? The he's like, no, that, that, that's cool. Awesome. <laughs> so, you know, and once again, it's not just to go, oh, let's do this. But it was just like the music called for that kind of thing in that part. So it's been, it's definitely been cool. Um, once again, it's not like, it's not like something like Shadows Fall where when we wrote songs, you know, it's, the, it's all of us sitting in the room, you know, and we just don't have that um, ability with Overkill because they're in Jersey, I'm in New York, Dave's down in Florida. So, you know, it is what it is. But it's, I have no, no, no complaints, you know. I definitely feel like uh, I'm uh, considered, let's put it that way. Now, do you, since you've, you've done it both ways, where you said Didi gives you, they, he sends these ideas out, and they're pretty well-formed songs outside of, like, certain parts. As a, do you find that easier for you or when you come up with something just from scratch? Because, you know, a lot of times, b- back in the day, you'd be in a band, a rehearsal room, and nobody has an idea, and they'll just look at the drum and be like, "I just play a beat," right? You know, and you're like, yeah. what, "What the fuck do I play?" Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty good on either end of the spectrum. I can either give you something to work off of or work with something that's already there. Yeah. Um, personally, like, I kind of like getting, I like getting demos that have at least some kind of drum machine idea, right. just something. It was just that, that, just something to, so I know the guy who wrote the riff, what they're hearing in their head when they wrote the riff. What what kind of beat do you hear behind this? Like the stuff I send you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dom's notorious for, he's he'll send a riff, like a, a riff, and he'll have the drum machine behind it, and it'll be like, it'll be like the drums will go off, and then a stop, a snare hit, right back to the, 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 the part. He's like, oh, I got a whole song. It's like, that's one part of a song. What are you talking about? But it's the the whole drum machine. He'll even change the drum machine around. Yep. I don't know if you'd use, like, DD finger drums or if you actually have a drum machine. No, it, it, I, I take on my a YouTube video of a guy doing, like, a, like a 120. And then I'll take a 130, and I'll just paste them together. <laughs> Get a 125? Yeah. <laughs> and, and then a snare hit. Doesn't work like that, just so you know. <laughs> a snare hit, and then right back to the... See, like, I am the polar opposite drummer than you. Like, you could, like, if someone told you to play this, play that, you could play anything. Someone could... I could... I'm not saying I'm a great drummer, but I could play a little bit. But if you told me to play this, like, even even something as simple as a 4-4... Four, four, if I tell you to play a Swiss Flamacube. I'd say what what song is it in? That just anything like like this is this is true. We're almost the same age, so I've been playing drums thirty years. You which can't means, tell, which means we're older than dirt. Yes. So, but like, I took my first lesson about ten twelve years ago. I was so embarrassed that I didn't. I won three free lessons. I was so embarrassed I didn't come back because I didn't understand what he was saying as far as like the verbiage and the words it's like just tell me what song it's in yeah. and then and then tell me i played it wrong you know but like yeah so dom's the opposite i i like it both ways too because but the worst is when nobody has anything they're like i'll oh, just play a drum beat and unless you have something in your head right you're like what the fuck because you play something then you go no not that drum yeah. beat play, play that but completely different right but um did you did you discover any new passions or a new type of hobby while the whole world was shut down for two years, basically? 
Yeah, I learned how to use iMovie okay. so I could actually make decent live, like, drum videos or something like you know like all the all the videos i put up in the shad show like oh i can put a tag on that says the title of the song and the name now i know how to do that blue, 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 blue. i can i can edit my my two cameras and switch back between cameras it was all shit that i didn't give a shit about before i learned how to do that i learned how to do live streaming that oh, drove twitch. me absolutely up the fucking wall <laughs> fuck twitch that was such a waste of my time Oh my god! I remember going in there a few times, just watching you deal with all those people in there. Stupid people! <laughs> Stupid questions. Oh, do you know any Trivium songs? Fuck you! No, no, I don't. You know who does though? Alex Bent. Go watch his fucking channel. And that's what I would tell people. I'm like, because you can tell the people, you know, the trolls out there that are just looking for me to say something yeah. bad about the band they like, or the drummer or whatever. How come you don't like so-and-so? Fuck you. <laughs> That's why I used to say I'm the angriest man on Twitch. I should have made my channel where I was just like, I don't care what I say. Fuck you. Fuck everybody. If you don't like coming here, don't watch it. I don't care. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't have my tits hanging out. That's why I don't have three million fucking followers. That thing, I'm telling you. Waste, absolute waste of my Did time. Did you make money on that thing? No. The most money I ever made on Twitch was $300 a month. And the people that are making money on it, and I know, I know Gene's making a killing on it. Gene's the one that got me into it. He's like, I think you'd do great on it. I'm like, Gene, I'm, whatever you're doing, I, it's not yeah. translating to what I'm doing. You know, it does not matter. He's got, a, he's got a great niche on there, and it's great for him, but I just found it was, it was just too, too annoying for me. You know what I don't like to? I, I like playing for people, but I don't like cameras on when I'm fucking practicing. That's what, yeah. that's what I don't like because it's not – because people would say, well, why don't you like do, do some practicing on your streams? Because practice is supposed to be by yourself because you're going to fuck up and make mistakes. The first time someone tunes in and you're practicing, oh, you just fucked up right there, blah, 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 blah. I'm on my computer. I'm better. You know, I, I, it, 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 it was no good for me. I remember when we were we were forbidden from buying a drum lesson for you from you because you said we would I would dress up in a dress and panties or something and you would shit yourself laughing so we weren't allowed to pay for it. But did you did you get a lot of students out of that or no 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 nothing. I made I did maybe five lessons from from Twitch. Twitch really I know for some people it works, but it was nothing but a, a negative situation for me. From from just just the and, and and not to mention the amount of money put in. Oh, now I gotta buy better cameras. These cameras aren't good enough. Oh, someone's complaining they don't have the audio. Blah 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 blah. So I'm buying this. I'm buying that. I bought a new fucking computer for it. All this shit that I'm putting out. All this money that I'm not getting back. You know, to make three hundred dollars a month and to stream three hours a day. Uh, three three hours a day, three times a week. You're putting thirty hours in a month and making three hundred bucks. That's ten bucks an hour. I can go work at the fucking grocery store and make double than that. So it was just you know, just. Yeah, just I was stupid. upset you didn't do twenty one twelve and its completion. <laughs> you didn't pay enough on Twitch, Dom. Nah. So what we've gathered so far is that Jason Bittner, dr drummer extraordinaire, does not like Twitch. Nope. He's an angry old man. That's okay though. There, there's Twitch is for little kids. Yeah, that's it. You know, you know. This is this is what I'm going to tell you too. You know, this is going to piss off all the people on Twitch too, and I don't give a shit. 
You know, most of these people, too, are these fucking shut-ins. They don't leave the fucking house. All they do is sit at their computer all fucking day, and that's it. Get a life. Go out and watch a band for real. Yeah. Or be in a band. Like, some of these right. some of these people, they do these videos, and they're just playing along to, yeah. like, something. It's like... So that doesn't equate to being able to play live with someone. Well, this is why I always joked around with that stuff, too, because I see, like, these girl drummers on there, and this girl dresses up in her... Sh- and she has her tits hanging out on her right. guitar, and she plays um, Guns N' Roses. God bless her. The one yeah. with the brown hair? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That one, her name's Dominique um, Ruiz. Oh, oh I'm not saying I know her name. No, it's just a... a <laughs> this, we're talking drums. Oh, I'm sorry. There's just a few girl drummers I've seen on there, and, like... I'm tagging like, her. I see, like, all these, all these followers, and, like, Oh, you're so good at double bass, and I'm watching like this person can't even play. Who are these? Who are these people watching this girl? Oh, because she's half naked. That's why. Okay. So I would always joke around now on my stream. I'm like, well, you know, one day I'll be in a hot tub with my tits hanging out, and then I'll get all the followers. We'll follow you. Yeah, for I sure. would definitely. <laughs> you should have at least went pantsless and let your balls dangle. Oh, you could have got one of those. Um, well, been like want, stepbrothers. I don't want to offend any of your endorsers, but you could get one of those. <laughs> Those, uh, what the fuck is I didn't have, have the camera on his feet. That, oh, the uh, head. <laughs> the spinal G with the with the fart chamber in the middle. Oh, the, the, your balls. the throne? <laughs> Put your, your balls in the throne? <laughs> That's what I do with mine. It's really a fart chamber because if you put a fan behind you, it'll shoot it up and out towards the rest of the band. Oh, my God. But Michael, you, can put you your, have some fucking issues, dude. You can put your balls in that? <laughs> you wouldn't, dude, you wouldn't make... You would You would be talking about how great twitch was if you had your balls in that thing you gotta tell them about your cannon my cannon oh the air's a... yeah. so when... I, look i've actually thought about going back on twitch i really have there's been a few times where i've thought about going back and i'm like no i can't fucking do i it. just gave you some I golden just, ideas I, yeah i know but you know what i wanted to just go on i just wanted to re-go on one day just set it all up again and just go on there and sit there <laughs> Not say a word, just just sit there looking at the camera. Not even playing. Not drums. playing drums, just just sitting there and just let the comments roll in. Just sit there for like an hour and not say one fucking word. <laughs> well, let us know and we'll go, dude. That was awesome. You were great. Just like those. Dude, you're incredible. He was so fast. He wasn't even moving. Yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. Oh my god. No. But yeah, no. But yeah it's quite. It is. Any of the, any. Any, like you said, any halfway attractive girl, just every guy's gonna be fucking out there with their dick swinging. Oh, you're so awesome! Like because you gave them a said, a, gave them a comment, right. a compliment. They're gonna they're gonna drop their sticks and come and suck your dick. Come on, it's like Jesus fucking so Christ! Stupid. Go go play in a club for five people. Exactly. For a go, few years. Yeah, get in a van and fucking do it for real. So this, you know what this is, and this is the thing that that actually burned me so bad with Twitch that I went, no, I'm definitely not going back on here. I can't be a part of this. I just can't. I, I, I can't I can't seem to delete my page. It's like every time I try to do it, I'm like, ah, don't do it yet. Maybe, 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 you know, something will change and you'll want to do it. So I this thought ran through my head again, right? Nope, wrong. Went back on, went on there maybe two, two weeks ago, right? Just looking through and happened, click and, there's this girl licking a fake ear. This is a thing now. There is a thing. It's a device, okay? It's two prosthetic ears. And now these girls in bikinis 
go and they kiss and lick the ear and people pay them for that and then you hear the like the tongue in the in the fake ear and i was literally sitting there with my mouth agape and just going are you fucking kidding me people did this is what our world has become and and after i saw that i'm like no fucking way i'm done with this how long shit. were you watching that I, I like ten, 10 seconds. I could I couldn't even believe it. It wasn't. It was not not enjoyable in it by any means. It was like there's some sick people out here because I know all over there's some jerk off who's sitting at his computer with his dick in his hand watching that right there. And I'm like, how long That's were you watching that, dude? It was so hard to <laughs> masturbate to that. Like but I, I said, but I powered through. No, I'm but kidding. You know what I mean, I'm like, I know, come on, dude. That's there, just. We had to jerk off to JCPenney catalogs and Sears right. catalogs. Yep. And these kids, they're jerking. Fucking, you know, the, the thought of a girl, like you see that in the movies, a girl licking your ear. You're like, oh, that's hot. It's fucking disgusting. Yeah, it is. Like, dude, like, I wouldn't want, I, I wouldn't want my girlfriend licking their nibbling on my ear. Maybe if, like, we're standing somewhere and she, like, gives it a little nibble. But I don't want her jamming her tongue down my ear. It's like, oh. that's gross. You're like, no, get out of there. Really, I hate yeah, it. You're like, yeah. And the, oh god, yeah, people are fucking sick. Yep. I mean, and Twitch is just a platform for people to be sick. So. Are you are you on any other? And someone's media? gonna go, oh, he's just bent because he didn't make any money on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. But you know, whatever. Are you on any other like platforms or anything? No, no Patreon or anything. Nope. Do you uh, are do you, what are are there any social medias that the people can follow you on? I'm on the regular stuff. ones. I mean, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram, Twitter account, all that shit. But I don't, you know, it's it's getting to the point where I just don't, I don't feel the need to have to pip myself out anymore. I just don't. I'm not, I'm not trying to get followers. I'm not, I, I'm, I fucking, I'm nominated for two Grammys. I've sold over a million records with my own fucking band. I've been a member of three legendary bands from Anthrax to Flotsam and Jetsam and Overkill. I fucking... I've built a name for myself. Fuck Twitch. Fuck the platforms. I don't care about that shit anymore. I just don't. Uh, I, I've, I've done this hustle for so long. I'm in a great band. I'm comfortable where I am. It was, it was one of those things that was more so for the pressure of, if we never go back to work, I got to think about something that might make me some money without having to go get a real fucking job again. And I did do that. I was working a fucking temp job for seven weeks when the, when the pandemic first started. I was working for unemployment for the state of New York. It was terrible. Yeah. Well, and, were people calling and yelling at you? Oh, yeah, dude. It was horrible. It was a phone job. Seven seven weeks, I, I did it for two and a half months, and after seven weeks on the computer, my fucking shoulders are killing me, my arms, and sitting in a chair all day, and being on the phone and computer, fuck that. And I thought maybe, well, Twitch, maybe I could play some drums, and <laughs> nope. I will say this, going back to, like, how you just said you've been part of three legendary bands you did this and that mm-hmm. we've known each other for a few years i will say that everything that you just said it wasn't an ego thing no it's, it's not. just facts you did it's it the old-fashioned way you yeah. did it the old-fashioned way you you earned every endorsement that you got you've earned every accolade you didn't it's not from millions of followers on you know what you call it twitch right. grinder any of that yep. shit you, you earned it the old-fashioned way you went out there i love how he threw grinder in with twitch got another sex site with uh, he has protocols so. yeah yeah uh, exactly but so you know like you did it the old-fashioned way you probably wouldn't you know what even like i was huge on myspace yeah. 
So was I. I, I, should, I would like to think that... You were in my top eight. If we were still on MySpace, that you would put me in your top eight like the day before you came to Cleveland and leave me up there for the day after, and then I'd just be back. Like, but and I'd first, just be Tom. But, yeah, but for a couple days, I'd the be like, shadow, top not eight. The real face. I'd be like, top eight. But like, you know, you, like you said, you earned it. I'm sure before, like even before Stigmata, before Shadows Fall, you were probably... There was a band you were probably in that you played for like 10, 12 people, you, a bunch of dudes, and you know, the band in a van. And they opened up, and they opened up for Overkill, yeah. and that's the first time that fucking Bobby and Dee Dee saw me play drums, 1993, and Butch still, still remembers that to this day, because it was a corpse paint death metal band. And he goes, I still remember you taking your drums down at Saratoga Winters with makeup running down your face. Now, how much did you make for that show? Probably five Not fucking, we sold tickets to play yeah. it. But it didn't, it didn't matter. You know why? Because in 1993, it planted the seed with my current bosses that yeah. this kid could play drums. Yeah. When did you, when did you realize, like I said, you, I really don't feel you have any ego. It's, there's a difference between confidence and knowing there you've is, earned everything. Absolutely. And the ego that. Confidence and arrogance. Yep. But when did you. I've when, never sat here and said, I'm the fucking best drummer in fucking thrash. No fucking way. I'd never say but that. But when did you when did you realize that you were a special talent? That I was that I was good? Yeah. Without sounding like a without sounding egotistical? In my early twenties. When once I got out of Berkeley and stuff, I mean I knew I was a big fish in a small pond going to Berkeley and then when I once I got there I had my ass handed to me. Because right. I thought that I was the worst drummer there. But I mean, I was always good. I was always the, the top drum chair in elementary school, middle school, high school. I was always the top guy. Yeah. Um, I was always the kid who was home practicing to rush albums all summer and not out riding his bike with everybody else. I was the kid who went home and everybody else was out partying on Friday and Saturday nights and I was practicing. I was learning how to play guitar and doing other things because I wanted to be a musician. It was, it was all that sacrifice that got me to that point. But... I knew in my early 20s that I was good enough to do what the guys I, I admired yeah. were doing. Especially when I would see known bands come through and I'd be like, that drummer sucks. You know, or I'm better than that guy or, or whatever. You know, I had, there's a, there's a plethora of bands that I was supposed to try out for in the early, early 90s and it just didn't work out for certain whatever logistics testament in 95 i found out about that right after they were see i have this long-running thing with testament there's been numerous times where i've almost played in that band 1995 i i got wind of the the girl that was managing my band at the time heard that testament was looking for a new drummer because john john tempest had just left to join white zombie so i she Sends me all this information. She's like, all right, I got the number. I think it's their manager. It's this guy, Chuck. And I go, well, that's weird that their manager's name is Chuck, too. That's kind of ironic, right? So I fucking call, call the number. I'm on the phone with this guy for like 15 minutes. And he's telling me, yeah, we're going to do like, you know, we're bringing it back like to the old days. We're going to do like songs off the new order and stuff and bring it back and being heavy. And I'm going, wow, this is kind of interesting. He's like saying we, like he's like even part of the band. 23 I'm fucking naive you know it was 90 it was 93 I'm sorry it was 95 so so I'm going all right he goes but he tells me he goes but we think we pretty much have our guy because in the meantime they had our they were auditioning people and they were taking John Denny 
But he said, if you want to fly out here and audition on your own dime, rather, mind you, you're more than welcome to come out and and we'll check it out. But we think we got our guy. So now the 23-year-old kid that makes $150 working at Home Depot, how am I going to afford a $900 ticket to fucking San Francisco when they think they have a drummer? If they said, no, we haven't made a decision yet, maybe I would have thought about it. But when you say... Yeah, we pretty much think we got our guy. This is going to be a waste of my time and money. So it just, it never, it didn't come to fruition. And then in 2007 or so, like right after Alex got back in the band and before, and when Paul was leaving again, there was another drummer thing again, and I was mentioned again. And at that time I was like, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm honored, but shads were doing good. And I'm like, I don't really want to leave my own, you know, my own thing. To, so, so anyway, so it was Testament back in the nineties. Mind funk. Remember them? Yes. I, I, I'm going to quick aside. I love the first mind funk album. Me too. The second, second one, one's not that good. It's got a couple good songs. First, but the one's, first really one's really good. good. First there were a couple great. really good bands from that area that nobody knew. Like, yep. I loved Blitzfear. They, I don't know if you ever heard. You got a I remember them. I saw them with someone. I don't remember fucking who, but we we went and saw them. I, I think they opened for the Ramones, and my friend was just starting a tattoo, and and we took we took the drummer back to my my place. And my friend tattooed him, and he fucked the dude. The dude passed out, and his bass player just started smacking him around, trying to wake him up, and he's like freaking. He's like, dude. We're just we're gonna just have to drop him off on the side of a street somewhere, and it's like this is your bass player or your drummer. You're on tour and your bass player is like, yeah, fuck it, we're gonna drop him off on the thing. And then, like the next year later, because he was telling us all these like story white zombie stories. So the next year we just we came to see White Zombie with Pantera and Trouble, one of my favorite bands. I saw that tour too. They, and they were here, and. We saw, we were talking to White Zombie, and we told him we met their, this bass player, Kurt, and we t- I told her this story. She's like, oh, man, that dude's fucking nuts. She's like, he didn't even have a bass. He came and borrowed it for me to record. And she's like, and then he used to, like, show me pictures of him with spoons up his ass and shit like that. Nice. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. It's a, I don't know if he didn't know uh, she was with Rob or... Maybe he thought, like, spoons up his ass were her thing and she would leave Rob. But, but, Maybe he was constipated. Well, yeah, like, because uh, Mind Funk, wasn't, was it one or two of the guys from M.O.D.? Two guys from M.O.D., the bass player and the uh, guitar player. Yeah. Yeah. But so, John Monty and the other guy, I forgot his name, Louis something like Louis Schvelt or something. Something, something like Jr., that. yeah. Yeah, but that didn't, come, that didn't come to fruition, and that was at that second record. That audition never came to fruition because the band fell apart. Yeah. So that one was gone. Then another one in 94, too, for me was Typo. Yeah. And I got, I talked to Ken Creedy, but they had, I always got these calls, like, right as they got someone. I talked to Ken Creedy after I knew Sal left to join Life of Agony, but they had already got Johnny Kelly. So, okay, once again, then in another one, 95, Propane. That, I was number two for that one, too. The only reason they took Dave Shavari is because they knew Dave Shavari, they knew Dave Shavari better than they knew me. Because... Stigmata and Propane used to play together all the time. So there was there was a lot of shit, and probably the biggest one that came that was supposed to happen in that period in 95 again was Machine Head. Yeah. I was supposed to try out for them before before Dave got in the band. 
talked to Rob at Saratoga Winners, gave him the Stigmata CD. He was like, holy shit, Harley Flanagan produced this? I said, yep. So it just never never worked out. All right, call our management after after Christmas. Okay, I had burned my eyes down to a fucking T. And this is the story I've told a million fucking times. Everybody in the band knows it. Even when, and it's funny because Phil's here, but but when when Shadows Fall was on tour with 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 Machine Head in Europe in 2007, I was telling Dave McLean, I said, you know, I almost had your job. And he goes, what? I go, I was supposed to try out for them before they they just called you to be in a band. And he goes, hey, Rob, is this true? And Rob goes, mm-hmm. And he goes, well, shit, I'm glad you didn't. I said, I'm glad I didn't too because that, that way both of us were able to have careers. And you wouldn't have had to wear that weird, like, vinyl-looking suit with the spikes down the back. I think, uh... What was the album where they... What? There's, there's a video, I'll show you, where Rob has, like, little braids, and he's wearing, like, some kind of, like, it, it's, like, new metal, like, oh, looking that, that clothes. That definitely be somewhere between Burning Red and Supercharger. I, it might be... It might have been Supercharger. It might have been... Um, I'm trying to think what it was, but it was... The video is hilarious. That could have been you. Oh, <laughs> well, God. well, it wasn't. So. And then if it was... <laughs> it, if it was... Every time I'd see you, I would dress up in that outfit. Don't worry about it, because you want to know what my claim to fame is? I'll give you my biggest one that I played with in 1992. And every time people hear this from me, they're like, are you fucking shitting me? Remember the great cat? Mm-hmm. I was supposed to be her touring drummer in 1992, and she could never get her shit together. She could never get the tour together. That Beethoven on Speed record, yeah. my friend Tad, who was in Toxic, he did the record, but I was supposed to do the tour. So, did you meet her and stuff? Oh, I used to rehearse with her. Was she she as, was nuts. Was she as nuts as the Oh, absolutely stories? nuts. Dude, her, her, mess, her the message on her answering machine went just like this. <laughs> Click. This is a great cat. Leave a message. Oh. The first time I called the number, I looked at the phone. I literally was looking at the phone. I think I probably hung up and fucking called again. I was just like, oh, my God. And it was, dude, it was horrendous. So that wasn't a put on. She was just. She was fucking nuts. She was nuts. She was was just, she was a, a rich Jewish girl. Her parents are loaded. She went to Juilliard. Fucking hell of a violinist, but like guitar player. Fucking Jesus Christ. (laughs) But, you know, I was 22 when I wanted to go on the road. So this is going to, it was by any means possible. So we've, we've run this whole tangent from the original question of where, when did I think I was good enough to do this? It was in my early 20s. I knew I could have been a part of any of these bands and I was always like the number two guy or whatever. It was always getting close but not close but not not exactly there. So which close call do you I don't want to say wish but which close call do you wish I guess I would not wish which one would you have hoped for to work would have worked out out of all the things? If I got the call for Slayer before I joined Shadows Fall, that probably would have that would have been the one that I would have worked my entire life for because they're my favorite thrash band of all time. Yeah. And everybody knows that. Yeah. Um, when right before when when Paul left and before Dave came back the first time, so this is like this is when Paul went to go do systematic, so it's like early two thousands. You know, I I'd been in Shadows Fall for like a year. We just were starting to 
build a name for ourselves. And our tour manager, Sully, was working with Slayer at the time. He's like, look, they're going to audition. You know, that's when they were having everybody send tapes. That's when Kevin, Ta- Kevin Talley auditioned and all that. And I was like, I don't, I don't want to be the fourth fucking guy in Slayer. I don't. I just don't want to be that number. If, it, if I wasn't doing something with, with Shadows Fall and we weren't ascending. climbing and ascending, I would have went for that. No problem. Absolutely. But I wanted to try to make a name in my own band, you know, being a part of something where I was part of something, not just some guy who was playing someone else's songs. No. So that's really, that's really the biggest thing. I mean, that would have been the moment. The other moment would have been obviously, you know, people at, you know, it's fucking hysterical. This is very funny. 2012 Ozfest, or not Ozfest, Mayhem. Me and Gary Holt are sitting on a picnic table drinking a six-pack of beer. And, like, I hung out with Gary a lot on that tour. Because he was, that's when he was first filling in for Slayer. And I was filling in for Charlie and Anthrax. So, we're sitting, sitting on a picnic table one night just drinking a six-pack. And he goes, uh, let me ask you a question. I go, what? He goes, if, uh, if you were asked to be in your current situation right now and leave your other band what would you do i said well let me ask you something if you were asked to be in your current situation and leave your other band what were you doing the two of us just looked at each other like and i said to gary i go this will never happen i said first of all i i certainly don't want to fucking see anthrax without charlie benante playing drums number one number two Charlie's never going to leave. This is his fucking band just as much as Scott's. He's a very integral part. It's not, it's not going to be an option for me to be the, the permanent guy. And like I said, it would have been great, but it just, it, that's, not a, that's not an option. It's not an option, you know? And, and things that I would want to be a part of, especially at this point in life, it's not, it, they're, they're all done. They're either bands that are now retired or people have died or it's just not going to happen. Nico's not going to leave Iron Maiden. <laughs> you know, Rush is no more. Not that, not that I would want to have that job. But, but you know what I'm saying? Slayer retired. There's, 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 there's no, there was no nothing left anymore, you know? And like the, the thrash band, the legendary thrash bands from back in the day, like you guys, you guys. Death Angel, um, Anthrax. Um, I'm, I'm missing a few because these are the ones I love. Um, Testament, lots of a Testament, of course. They, they're putting out heavier albums yeah. than ever. You know, like they they didn't like you know Megadeth for a while went rock and and they they still you know they kind of personally they kind of lost the way as far as what I like, but. Oh, obviously Metallica has veered off. Anthrax still puts out, like, was putting out heavy stuff. Like, Let's state the obvious, too, if someone goes, oh, so you wouldn't play in Metallica if they asked you? Of course. Yeah, yeah. But you can't have fucking Metallica with Lars. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, you just can't. Yeah, and everybody who bags on Lars, we all grew up idolizing him at some uh, point. I'll ne- I never shit talk him because every time I've hung out with Lars Ulrich, he's been nothing but a fucking sweetheart to me, so. But, like... 
people who are like, oh, he sucks. It should have been him instead of Cliff. No, it shouldn't have been any of them. That's not right, right. to say. I mean, because yep. who's to say Cliff wouldn't have quit after that tour? Right. You know, yep. would, would, it, would Metallica have stayed the course with if, if Cliff was in the band and Lars wasn't? And, you know, people could say, oh, he sucks, blah, 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 whatever. I wish... I wish I sucked at that level. Right. I wish, like, yeah. not even just the money, but, like, all the, the young kids that were inspired by him. And, like, I know, like, this is your your profession, you're a professional musician, but it still has got to make you feel good when somebody tells you, you, you inspired me to start playing and to make music. Mm-hmm. Or this song that you played on that you helped write, like... It yeah, means something it's, to it's me. It's very inspiring, absolutely. I mean, that being said, the mar- to, if you were in this huge band that you were set for life that you didn't have to work at the fucking unemployment office for seven weeks, wouldn't suck either, right? No. I mean, no. I mean, you'd, you, if if it was, if people were doing it for free, there's there are people like you said, for example, the guy, a couple of the guys in Shadows Fall can't properly tour because of the family life. If people, if if it wasn't, if it wasn't about money on some level anybody like people like that would just be able to go but we got you know you have responsibilities as an adult yeah and so yeah i mean everything comes and goes too now you said like like there were a couple of the bands that you mentioned like typo and mind funk now like are these bands that i would have stayed in for 20 years probably not but the point is just to get to you know to get your name out there get out there you never know what you're gonna do you know yeah, were you like, I could play this stuff with, as cool as Typo is, were you like, oh, man, I could play this stuff with, like, one arm Rick Allen style? No, I was just like, I don't know if I really can play this slow. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, this is coming from the guy who sit down and play Rain and Blood from start to finish. I'm like, ah, oh, this is, like, very slow. <laughs> so. Now, what did, you, what did you think of, like, obviously, you can't help but love Lombardo because he was the archetype for yeah. Slick. Did you like the Bostoff stuff? And absolutely, I love Paul. It's and it's it's like it's definitely a different feel, but it, it was so precise. Like that's like when I hear your drumming, that's what I hear that precision, you know. But not it's not, um, like a machine. It's you can you know it's got feel to, but it's precision. Mm-hmm. Like, but you obviously are drawn to all elements. It does. You're not just. Like, if someone's not, like, this technical master, you're not like, oh, they suck. You enjoy it all. No, right? not at all. No, I, I listen to a lot of simple music. My music, Good music is good music. It doesn't have to be fancy or difficult to be good. Yeah. You know? And um, with the pandemic and everything changing, I'm assuming that you, you still have all your endorsers. Do you want to throw any of, the, any of that out? Like, who's supporting you and... Any websites that you absolutely because they're all still supporting. You know, obviously Pearl Drums, who built me a beautiful brand new drum set for this tour that's still sitting in Japan because there's no boat to put it on right now. But <laughs> I'll go get it. <laughs> I you realized it, it dude. I realized it before, like a week before I, the tour started too. I'm like, holy shit! I'm supposed to get my new drum set. And I called my rep. I'm like, you know what? I'm glad it's not here yet because I don't have any room for it right now. Um, you know, so Pearl still taking good care of me Zildjian always just I just celebrated 11 years with Zildjian like this past September I just got my 10 year certificate they just sent me a giant box of symbols for this tour like at the last minute Remo Promark 
DW pedals, SIM pad, Gator cases. They're all 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 still good, all still in my corner and and still supporting. So, and what's the uh, um what are the official like websites for Overkill? Overkill is www.wreckingcrew.com. Shadows Fall because you still are. You can find Shadows Fall at www.shadowsfall.co, not com. Really weird. Didn't want to spring for that extra letter. <laughs> I don't blame you. I think something. I think it was something with the domain, our old domain or something or whatever. Blah blah. blah. And all it is, it's just it's just a link to a merch page, but you know our online merch store. I think rather. I mean, because for for a nice little hunk of time, you guys were very popular. So we were. I'm, I'm sure people are still looking for all that stuff. And you know, so make well, sure they can find. You it. know, we're we're hoping for maybe a little resurgence. You know, we might be writing some new material. You never know. I mean, you really, you really are a great guy. I, I hope you get too popular great, great to talk judge. to us one day. Like, you know, <laughs> I doubt that's gonna happen. I hope that for you. I mean, <laughs> you know, like someday you'd be like, maximum threshold. Fuck those guys. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll I doubt you. that would ever happen. We'll catch you on the way down. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we, we, we've never had the conver- I've never had the conversation with anybody that I've had with you guys. So I think we're, I think we're safe with that. I, I really do. Yeah. <laughs> one, you know, though, one day when it's when I'm all said and done, we got to do a quick interview with you because you were the first, so you have to be the last, just like the flame. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> <laughs> you were the first. You'll be the last. So. I guess that's going to wrap it up so you can eat and take good. your nap because we're all old and you did say this is the beginning of the tour, so I'm sure you are you need it. Yeah, I'm fucking exhausted. Wow. Yeah. This is so sad. And look at that. We made it almost an hour without yep. bringing up trannies or... Almost. Or Mikey T. Yeah, 50 minutes. But So we'll, we'll let you go. Hit it. Thanks that's for your right. time. You and everybody, <laughs> check out everything Jason does and check out these Overkill albums. They're great. Go, go revisit the the shadows fall and and even if you can find it stigmata everything that jason oh, can all that all that's all up on on amazon and all that all the stigmata records are yeah. yep but i was surprised i was like just like searching one day i'm like oh shit yeah, and, the, and the and the did you play on any on flotsam and jetsam albums or yeah or? self-titled one so uh, go get that too check it all out fucking keep and then it'll, then you'll want to dive deeper and hear everything else and that's keep the music alive so guys like jason don't have to go back to the unemployment line when the the voltron (laughs) it was like i was collecting collecting unemployment and then fucking working for unemployment oh god (laughs) have you heard michael play no i have not i bet i bet it sounds just like the first time you ever sat behind a drum kit like the first maybe the second time i'll send you over one of our songs no don't do that please do yeah, I actually do because I I, I want to like I want to get like a text with just a bunch of laughing faces <laughs> or something, but may, and maybe next time we'll have a better recording budget and we can have Bittner do some ghost drumming for us. There you go. I'll okay. go I'll go get your drum set from Japan for you. Okay. I'll drive it across the Bering Strait. So yeah, we'll work out a go deal. Go through Anchorage. That go works. through Anchorage. That works. Get some Eskimo hookers. <laughs> They're pretty cold. <laughs> Just saying. Make it worth the trip. All right. We'll let you go. Thanks, Jason. Thank, Thank you. you, guys.
Yeah, it's contest time, man. I'm going to give away some stuff. Don't ask me what, but I got a, I got some autograph shit I give away somewhere. I don't know, man. I'll f- I, you know what? I got here. Where I got? Listen, right here. I have some. I have some guitar picks I can give away. I got I got an autographed guitar pick by myself. How's that? 
Fresh off Voltan. I got a guitar guitar pick. Dominic Reini guitar pick. I'll give you, I'll, you... If you message us, send a message to mtrshow at gmail.com. I'll send you out guitar pick. It's from the Voltan. Voltan Tour 2022. Yes. Hey, you know what? What the hell? Oh, I got a ringling ding ding. Maxim Threshold Radio, you're on the air. Oh, uh, did I win? Yeah, you won. What's going on? Hey, what's up? Uh, what, what did I win? You won a guitar pick. Oh, who's pick? You want to pick from Shannon and Dominic from Voltan. Autograph guitar picks. From the tour what, from Shannon and Dom from Volta? Oh, forget it. I don't want it. Okay, cool. It's all right. Fuck him. He didn't deserve it anyways. He probably lived in a cardboard box anyways. And his ass didn't even have an address anyway. So, fuck him. <laughs> fuck the little wench. <sighs> yep. There you go. <laughs> So, yeah, there you go. There's your contest. mtrshow at gmail.com. And let's see. So, I'm going to get back into the music over here and play something for you guys. And we're all right along. And I'll play play some classic, cl- some classic stuff for you. Uh, let's see here. I had some cool stuff here on the board. I haven't played in a while. Here you go, man. This goes out to most of the guys in this band is dead. Uh, it's kind of sad. I think the only one alive in the band is the drummer. And he's taking his band on the road. They've been on tour here. Shit, since the 70s. And I'm not saying they've all been dead since the 70s. But uh, the guitar, the drummer is the only one that's alive now. So, but they're out in the road, man. And he hasn't given up. He's still kicking it man so check out i like this man because this this one my one of my early influences in the guitar playing and the drums just pound is just a pounder man this guy he just he's just fucking just goes off through the whole song and it's a powerful song it's a powerful band and if you don't like it man you go f off that's right there's a little fog here for you Honey, hush. Some rockin' ass shit for you, man. Back after this, horns up, fist in air, baby. It's a badass song.
come on, you, you cannot tell me that the Honey Hush is not one badass song. My God, that song is fucking rips from beginning to end. And, and tell me, did they not rip this song off? <laughs> I was listening to that and I was like, oh my god. I wonder if they got sued by Earl Smith. Doesn't it sound just like Honey Hush? What do you think? You agree with me on that? <sighs> I think so. Yeah, I gotta turn on volume. I'm starting to pick. It's starting to get a little louder. So there we go. Uh, so you just got done hearing "Honey Hush" by Foghat, which was a blistering ass fucking grabber of a song. And before that, you heard some overkill with head of a pin and I played that because you heard Jason Bittner was talking about that during the interview and I was like damn that is a good ass song so I put I was like might as well play that one and I wanted to hear that too and I was like damn that is a good ass song and you heard the interview the interview was awesome as always and during it when we went hooked up with Jason I knew I was going to let Michael run with the interview because Michael's awesome and and I knew when when Michael was with Jason, those two just hit it off. I knew they were going to talk drums and shit. So I just let them go. And Michael hasn't done an interview in a while. So I was letting him get warmed up and let him roll with it. And he just does. Michael just, he just has a knack for that shit. So just let him go. Let him run. Let him run free. That's what he does. And he's awesome. And you can tell. So... That's what we did. Uh, let's see. And before that, we played some Voltan with Not The One. That was off the last release. Uh, Voltan is currently working on some new material. And expecting the new material is going to be pretty... It should be like sort of in the same vein, I'm thinking. Um, but I from the guitar parts that I'm going to be working on um, I think I'm going to back off a little bit on the wah and I'm just going to be hearing a lot more shredding shit um, more Gary Holt style that's what I'm looking at at least that's what my goal is on this next record um, 
that's what I want to do. I want it to be just straight, like fucking Mustaine kind of early Metallica kind of just that that kind of soloing stuff. Because that, that's because that's in my wheelhouse. The Exodus soloing stuff, that kind of stuff. Um, but we need that material, those that stuff to bring it out. So when it happens, it's going to happen. It's going to flow like a wiver. Like a wiver. The wiver is going to flow and it's going to show. That's what I got to say. And like Forrest Gump would say, that's all I got to say about that. Let's see. Um, let me play something else here. I'm going to come back here. I think we got another call in coming in here in a couple minutes. So be back after this. Here's another classic for you, then we'll be back. Yeah. Here's some Nazareth with Myth Mythery here on May, your Maximum Threshold Radio Theo. Do, 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 do. situation
Yeah! What's up, good people? Maximum Threshold Radio Show, episode 599. Number 600 is coming at you. I gotta find somebody, man. Somebody good. Somebody worth making number 600 a good one. May have been a slacker this past year, but fuck, I made 600. Okay? I still put out episodes this year. You know? I pulled out some out of my ass. <laughs> but I made some. Still kept it going. I did. Oh, shit. Maximum Threshold, you're on the air. Whoa, Jack. Whoa! Is this non-Phil? Non-Phil calling in. What's up, non-Phil? What's going on, brother? Not too much, man. What's shaking, bacon? Well, you know, there's always heaviness going on down in the bayou with non-Phil and Housecore. Damn. But I do... I was listening to the show, and I enjoyed the fog hat jam, baby. That was oh, yeah. heavy swamp, bayou, gator skin, booty, mm. dominate shit. Hell yeah, honey heavy. hush, man. Mm. Heavy stuff, brother. That's the best record they put out, too, the live one. That's got some killer shit on there. Yeah, non-still big, big fan of the swamp boogie bayou. Mm. That makes me twitch, man, just thinking about it. <laughs> I heard Maximum Thresh got some new custom, custom equipment. Oh, it does. That's from the DeMaio, Joey DeMaio Bayou. Yep. Mm-hmm. I got some sna- some good snakeskin guitar straps, too, come to think about it, too. <laughs> no doubt, brother. I do. It's Oh, man. Now I just need some. I just wanted to call because, you know, down at Housecore, I've been working on a special project, which is near and dear to the Dominici's heart. Tell me about it. Morning Wagon Box Set, brother. (laughs) The Morning Wagon Box Set. (laughs) Oh, man, there's enough material, too, out there. I tell you what, I have been working on this for years, and I'm not sure when it's going to be done. Mm-hmm. And this is a very special box set from House Store because it, there's only going to be one available. <laughs> so you know it's going to be happening. Damn. Is it going to be in conjunction with KTEL Records? Well, you know, Dom, I was with KTEL for a while. But then, you know, I had to go house tour. I know. But this is kind of like a Chinese democracy Oof. in the bayou. That's deep. You just don't, I mean, one one box set, brother. You don't know when mm. it's going to be done. What kind of things are going to be in it? Oh, we got lots of special, special goodies. Gator skin loincloths. Gator skin strings. 
Mm. Gator skin, string oil, heavy, heavy bonus tracks from the vault. Nice. The morning wake. Oh, there's a lot of stuff. And I know the band really hates me for a lot of a lot of the stuff that I have. Like, I got a lot of unreleased material, too, that they hated that I recorded, too. Heavy riff being dug out from the vault. Oof. Deep in the crypts of Housecore mm. for the morning wagon box get. But, hey, Dom, one thing, I heard the interview with Jason Bittner. Yeah. And he was talking about all the projects that he was, you know, asked to bit a audition tape for or try out for. I was really surprised he did not bring up when non Phil was looking for Jason to record heavy tracks on the non Vince follow up, the Bayous and Babilas, Chalk Taws and Chiquitas. Damn. I mean, <laughs> I can't believe he forgot about that. But, yeah. Eh, you know, that's okay. Well, sometimes you forget certain some things, you know. He was in shock well, that know, we were yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, it, it, he, he is Jason's a great guy, awesome drummer. Yeah. Really enjoyed the interview. You know, also wanted to uh, give a shout-out and condolences to my buddy Mike Strong. Oh, yeah. Heard about Definitely. the uh, passing of his father. The notorious. Mike's been a big supporter of Housecore. Oh, yeah. And Phil. Yep. So I hope Mike is doing well and uh, hanging in there. Yeah, very sorry to hear that. So what else is going on with Maximum Thresh? Oh man, still only comes out, you know, kind of like Max Thresh only comes out for special <laughs> occasions. Bro. I know. Yeah, this just man. I've been wanting to do this. I've been listening to um, let's see, um, serious serious radio man, and I've been listening to these shitty DJs on there. I'm like, man, these guys suck. I'm like, I, they suck so bad I can do this. So I'm like, fuck, let me get back on the radio. I can do this. So I'm, I'm listening to Mark Striegel. I'm like, damn, he sucks. I could do this. I sound better than this guy. So I'm like, fuck, I could me go back out and start interviewing people. I get back on the radio. I have a better voice than this guy. I could talk more bullshit than he can. Fuck, I'm back on here and I sound better than him. And look, I get better interviews than he has. What the hell? I have better contests than he does. I give away guitar picks. He didn't give away shit. Nope. How's that? You like that? No doubt, Dom. <laughs> I give away my own God, guitar picks. Brother Davidici, speak <laughs> from the pulpit. You know where your home is. That's right. That's right. established years ago, mm-hmm. Dominici has taken the throne. I, I have. Mean, we don't need to hear about a former... DJ that used to have some credibility, who's now obsessed with self-promotion. That's right. And talk that rock. Maximum Thresh original rock. That's right. We are pioneers. Talk. We are pioneers in the in the dining room. <laughs> <laughs> pioneers at the at the, the parliament <laughs> of Dominique. That's right. The parliament of Maximum Thresh with the feast. That's right. We have the long room. <laughs> the long room. The long table. That's the long right. chairs, brother Dom. That's you right. You know what? Maximum Thresh, always there. I have a chandelier. Always at the forefront. I have a chandelier. Like non-fill and non-house score, brother. 
I have chandeliers above my head and guitars above my head and next to me I'm in actually I'm in a real studio right now. That's pretty wild. I can't believe you didn't mention the exclusive gator skin loincloth artwork oh, displayed in the studio right now. I have it. Got custom from the bayou and that's Nashville. right. And I just send. Be- you know, I, that's okay. I can see how you can forget that. Now. I just, I just, right. I just send Beavis a picture of some um, custom um, bayou stuff. Have, have him send it over to you. I got a guitar, guitar well, strap. You know, I'll, I'll be keeping an eye out for it, but I remember all my custom bayou creations from the Gata. Yep, from I got the Gata skin, brother. Mm-hmm. Definitely like the new Voltan track, brother. Oh, then not the one. You wish Housecore could be in on. Well, we got the new record we're going to be working I know, on. I, we were slow to the punch, brother. I know. You know I'm too busy in the bayou, back surgery, titanium. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm. don't mess with the kid. I know. Very easy if you do, Dom. Oh, no, I, I know. I you know. Got, you got ink to uh, elect. I know. Housecore will be there, brother, Dominique. I know. You know it. Whoa, Jack, for the follow-up. Ross we'll was on there. the phone. Ross was on the phone to us over at Electra. He was right there. I'm like, man, sorry, man. I... House core, man. Ross the boss, brother? No, no. Ross over at Electra. Boy. Ross the boss. <laughs> Matter of fact, he just messaged Ross me today. Boss. Ross the boss. The man over with Joey DeMaio doing re-recording of the classics. <laughs> and I mean, let's, let's face it, Ross speaking the truth, speaking from the pulpit of the custom batting cage. Is DeMaio... has got some heavy custom bombat. He knows you don't mess with the original. I hear he is. DeMaio, did he grow his hair out yet? Or is he still bald? Yeah, I don't know, Dom. You know, he's got... He, he needed to use his hair for the custom sound curtain. Man of War has for his shows. You know, they he needed to weave that in. Oh, yeah. that's the way Joey rolls, brother. So custom what? sound curtain, custom CDs, custom T-shirts. Kind of like Voltan. Yeah, so Voltan's got a little on Demio. I hear you. That. I got a question here. I got this. This was just messaged over to me. Uh, they, I got a, they, from the chat room. They were just asking me, um, "What's your take on Sammy Hagar? That was he was supposed to take over your job after he, you know?" Well, let me tell you something, brother. Mm-hmm. We all know Sammy. He's a little crazy, a little crazy in the head. If you don't mess with the kid, you're crazy. If you do. So that, that's just never going to happen with Sammy. I mean, you know, let, I don't even want to go down that road. I mean, you know, marginal talent, Sammy, you know, he puts some good stuff out, but you can't hold a candle to non Phil. Do you think you could take over some Sammy? There's new bands out there, Dom, that Housecore wishes they would have signed. Oh, yeah. Putting them on the maximum thresh radar couple bands from the Midwest, Chicago area. What bands are you... Supremacy. Yeah, what bands are you checking Backlash. out? Backlash. Big fans of those guys. Also, Night Demon from out in California. Oh, yeah. I'm Lots familiar. of good heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. The new Eric Wagner. 
Mm-hmm. Rest in peace, man. But great CD, the Doom Pop. Oh yeah, first coined by the Max Thresh. That's crew. right. Great new stuff out there. I wish Housecore would have got that, but hope people can check those bands out. Good stuff coming out right now. Housecore was slow, but you know I only have one project going at a time, and we already talked about that. Morning wagon box set, brother. Hmm. I hear you. Special titanium binding mm. in the morning wagon box set. When are you gonna Just pick up my? Skin. When are you gonna pick up my solo stuff? I got a bunch of solo material. Dom, yeah, Dom, brother. Let's not get the cart before Damn, the gator. That's right. I'm mm. solo Dom, but we're working on morning wagon box set, brother. You know, not Phil will be there for you, brother. I got enough to put a couple boxes together of all that garbage. <laughs> oh, we got plenty, plenty of time. We can do a vault. <laughs> plenty of gator skin sit strings ready for the Dominici solo project. Nice. You know, Housecore and Nonfil will be there for you. Sounds good. Well, all right, Dom. I just thought I'd check in, brother. It's been a while. Good to hear you back on the oh, airway where you should be. You know that Nonfil is going to have one request for you, brother. And what's that? You know he's going to come. You and Let's see if Dom knows what it is. What would Nonfil request after all this time? Uh, a long absence on Max Crash. But I think... Dominici will know what song he needs to play. Is that Uranium by Nitro? You know we're talking about. Aya, Aya. Oh, damn. Ozzy German, brother. Oh, shit, I gotta find that. Hopefully, I I didn't delete it. (laughs) You know, I just just messaged him not too long ago on his birthday. Special hidden track from the live vault on the is the Hermann the German cover by Morning Wagon of Hey Ya Hey Ya Brother. Heavy, heavy stuff from the Bayou House Score. Dominique. Getting heavy with Voltaire. Okay, here you go. I got it for you. All right, Brother Dom. Okay, okay. Having me on. Anytime, man. To check in. On regular basis. That's right. Great to speak with you, my man. It's awesome, man. Thank you. On the show. Take care, brother. You too. Thank you. And here's Herman Rarebell with Hey Ya, Hey Ya here on your Maximum Threshold Radio. Horns up, fists in air, baby. Circle there, doing there, hey, yeah, hey, yeah, hey. 
Smash Box. You have come to rock on Maximum Threshold. Turn it up! Yo, yo, what's going on, everybody? Yeah, so I'm getting ready to get out of here, everybody. And I'm going to thank everybody. I'm going to thank you and you and you and you for tuning into this week's edition, number 599 of the Maximum Threshold Radio Show. Hey, man, we all had a blast this week. Every one of us, I want to thank you for tuning in. Man, I want to thank Jason Bittner, Overkill. I want to thank Nuclear Blast. Man, I want to thank them for <sighs> for hooking us up there right, with our with the tickets and shit for Overkill. Uh, I just want to thank Jason Bittner for being Jason Bittner. Because uh, we were going to get with him no matter what. <laughs> just because you know, he's our buddy. Uh, I want to thank Michael for being Michael. Because he's my buddy. Um, show is dedicated to the notorious B.O.B. Um, rest in peace. The show is dedicated to Michael's dad. And let's see. Um, to all you guys who tried to listen to the show, couldn't listen to it. Uh, you guys need to be a little more prepared. Everybody else was able to hear the show. Um, bad excuses. Bad excuses. Everybody else was able to hear the show. I had absolutely no problems. I got good internet this time. I switched over from shitty ass Spectrum to AT&T this time. Uh, I increased my internet speed and everything. Um, damn, I did everything. And I had no problems. I'm actually listening to the show on my phone. I have three different apps playing three different um, programs listening to the same show. Uh, we have a lot of damn listeners this time listening to it. Uh, we're broadcasting on Facebook. It's... Um, I'm listening to it also on my damn um, Alexa. It's broadcasting on that. It's damn. Why is Alexa fucking talking now? I mean, I see. I say your damn name now. The little horror won't shut up. Shut up, Alexa. Alexa, off. Alexa, shut up. Alexa, shut up. Damn. She won't shut the hell up. Oh. Oh, let's see. Who else do I want to thank? I want to thank Nan Phil for calling in. That was nice to hear, hear his voice. We haven't heard from him in a while. Uh, like I said, this is episode... Yeah, we had an absolute large turnout tonight in the chat room. Uh, the chat room was fired up tonight. Wow, they were talking about um, all the... About, Voltan, that was huge. Voltan trying to get back on the festival circuit again. Uh, so they're all, they're all, they're all petitioning um, Danny Wilmer to get Voltan on festivals 
down in Rockville and incarceration and all these other festivals in Vegas and in Chicago and Riot Fest. And they're trying to... So if you people want to see Voltan on these tours or on these festivals, message these festival places. Tell me you want to see Voltan on them. They know who we are. So... But they need to hear from you too. So uh, message them. Let them know. And... Um, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or whatever, uh, message us or me here at Maxim Threshold, mtrshow at gmail.com. <sighs> if you have a publicity thing, questions, you could always uh, message me at dom at firelandspr.com. If you have, uh, if it deals with the band itself, message me. Over there at Dom at FirelandsPR.com. Uh, the band's looking to play some big shows. So if you got any places that that can hold um, a nice, powerful show like Voltan to play, let me know. And we can work out some details. We'll do some fly-ins if, if, that, if that'll work for you guys. And um, I think that's it. Um, yeah, let me some other topics. Like I said, we covered tonight. We talked Overkill. We talked... Um, uh, Studio 666, go check that show out on, in the movie theater if you get a chance. It's worth it, it's fun, it's exciting, and it's, um, Carrie, Carrie King gets killed in it, um, like I said. The Exodus Tour, um, yeah, and that's about it, episode 599. So I'm getting out of here, I want to thank you again for tuning in to this week's edition of the Maximum Threshold Radio Show. And I was just busting your balls, Mark Striegel. You're a good guy. <laughs> just fucking with you. Um, yeah, I'm pretty excited to see that you're getting all those those gigs over there, over, over at Ozzy's Boneyard, and over at um, Hair Nation. It's nice to see you over there popping back and forth, filling, doing all those filling spots. It's cool to see you over there. Um, and, um, yeah, we're out of here. I want to thank you again, and hopefully, let's see, I might be back on here next week. Um, yeah, if I could find find somebody good to f- find somebody good for number six hundred, I'm out of here. You guys, take care. Love you guys. Bye.